I'm good to go. Yay. 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 Good to go. Oh. Yay. Oh. God damn it. Really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. What if we just did that the whole time? Our fans are like, oh my God, please don't let them do that. Please don't let them. Yay. That. There used to be some uh, cartoon on Cartoon Network. It was like a guy's name, like Dexter or something like that. And then the, his catchphrase was like, it's worth it. Dexter, it's worth it. Uh, we got a few emails I want to get through here at the top. Bob and Clint at gmail.com. You can write in and we will read it. Wes Cruz writes in regarding our last episode and said, you guys are great. Philosophizing life and I love it. I learned another application for boxes. Who knew? I think he's talking about box folk. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rebecca Warnick writes in, new patron, by the way. And the subject is important. Clint needs better tortilla chips. Hi, Bob and Clint. I saw some of Clint's Instagram stories during the pandemic lockdown when he was making homemade salsa. Awesome. However, he then proceeded to eat said salsa with horrible big brand tortilla chips. I heard him mention receiving salsa from a fan the other day, and I feel compelled to send him some better chips so his salsa intake experience is the absolute best it can be. I work for a national grocery chain that sells the best tortilla chips I've ever had. Thanks for the podcast, y'all. Since I've been working from home for a year, I've replaced my coworker water cooler talk and happy hour time with your Sart and Camus meets Beavis and Butthead conversations. I love them so much. So you and I are like Sart and Camus, Albert Camus, as philosophers, meeting Beavis and Butthead. And uh, I'm guessing you're, I don't know, I'm guessing you're Butthead and I'm Beavis. I don't know. But she's sending me food. Now, what are the chances that Rebecca is completely insane and she's sending me poison? Zero. But Zero. believe me, I agree. My, I agree. My, it's low. My, I'm not eating anything that somebody that I don't know sends me. Now, if it's a if it's an unopened package of something, of course I'm going to eat it. I think she's going to send me some loose tortilla. But chips. Somebody <laughs> send me some loose <laughs> chips. Go fuck yourself. GFY, FYI. Did I ever tell you the story about the lady on the plane when and the loose egg? Oh no! I okay, gotta I'll hear this story. All right, I'll make it quick. So I'm on the plane before the pandemic. I was flying all the time. You know, like we do. Been on a million planes, way over the whole experience. It's all fine. I finally get in my seat, Southwest. I'm on the aisle. I always have the aisle because I have panic attacks on planes. Yeah. So I have to be able to get out of there really quick. I never take the window. So I'm on the aisle and I'm just sort of, I always have sunglasses on so I can stare at whoever I want or maybe people think I'm asleep or whatever. And two rows up on the aisle seat across is an old lady hunched over and she's rummaging through a backpack, a Jan Sport backpack in the little pouch. And she's rummaging. It's just something to look at while everyone's still getting on the plane. And I'm watching her and I just start to get transfixed by it. I'm like, what, what is she looking for? And she's rummaging like a squirrel. And finally, she pulls out a loose, hard-boiled egg. No, wait, wait, hold, hold, wait, hold on. Please, please, Clint. Please, 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 God. Please, please, God. Please. Please, God. Listen to me, Clint, please. Tell me one of two things. One, it's in a Ziploc bag. No bag. It's got the shell on? No shell. No.
Dude, I thought she, I, when you said loose egg, I thought, yeah, of course it's in a Ziploc bag, but even that would be awful. Even that would be the work of a maniac. Even carrying around a loose egg in a Ziploc baggie without it being refrigerated or just carrying it around for, dude, is it 1425? <laughs> what year is it? All of these things you're feeling, and even your screaming, is what I was feeling inside. Except if you could look at me, I looked like oh I was my dead. God. But then the funny thing was just like an so because I the reason I know that it was not had a shell on it and that it was loose is because as soon as she pulled it out, she looked at it and considered it for a half second, and then just took a big bite, ate half of it, and and I just feel like she could feel me, and like my jaw opened. And I'm kind of looking around for my other bandmates. Like, is anyone else seeing this? I thought I was fucking hallucinating. I'm going to fucking pull some serious Sherlock Holmes shit right now. Okay. And tell you what happened. Because what you saw was a magic trick. The magic trick that you saw was her pulling it. (laughs) Was her... (laughs) Was her pulling a loose egg out of a fucking backpack. (laughs) But what she really did... And here's what happened. <laughs> she pulled, she rummaged in her bag. You're saying there was a bag in, within the bag. There was a bag within the bag. And inside the no. bag, there was some bag that probably had, and I'm going to go crazy here. I'm going to propose something even crazier. There was a Ziploc bag, maybe a gallon bag inside that thing with multiple loose eggs. Because here's the thing. If you have multiple loose eggs, you're not pulling the whole bag out. It's too much. You're just breaching and you're pulling one of the multiple loose eggs. That's what happened. It was a magic trick. And you you and I were both fooled, but only for a second. Because now I've used logic and I figured out what happened. I could I could kind of see into the bag and, and I, I tried to put this detail on the top. It's She was rummaging in the small compartment of the backpack, okay. not the big one. All right. So, all right. Okay. I think it was a loose egg. It would, No, there was no way. <laughs> no way. No way in God's green creation is anybody putting a fucking loose egg that's not wrapped in plastic in their bag. You know what it may have... Okay, I'll give you this. I'll I'll meet you halfway on your theory. Do you think it was like a a weird food compartment in her bag? (laughs) I think it's possible she had the loose egg like balled up in a napkin. That's as far as I'm willing to go. It was in something inside the bag that she didn't pull out. All she pulled out was the egg. She didn't pull out the thing surrounding the egg in the bag. No way <laughs> is anybody just putting a loose egg in a bag. I'm telling you, she was she was an older lady, and you know how older folks they don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, they don't but care that, anymore. This is this is a different. That's like something a spider woman would do, where you go to her house and she's just all it's all spiders. When she took that first bite, I think I think I must have audibly gasped because as soon as she took the bite, she like really sharply turned her head and looked right at me because i was like two like rows back exorcist. on the other aisle that's <laughs> yeah, like it a was real horror movie <laughs> it scared me of. to death it scared me to death dude that was a demon dude here's the other thing dude if you're gonna eat food eat it right before or right after you get off the plane okay yeah don't come that, into yeah. A, a tiny environment where everybody's already squeezed together everybody's not happy about it don't invite cloying food odor into the mix Bitch. Eat some fucking Chex Mix. Let's say she had a custom-made loose egg holder. Let's say she was transporting it as well as you can. Don't eat a fucking hard-boiled egg on a plane. Or a banana. Anything that's got too much stink to it. A banana, an egg, a a fucking chimichanga. 
what's the what's the um what's Chinese the Chinese food? place in, what's the Chinese place in the Pia in the Austin Chang. airport? No. There's one called something walk. It's like right in the Austin airport. I used to go there all the time. I don't know. But don't I saw bring someone that. don't bring I saw that someone on the bring, plane. I saw someone bring like the whole to go thing. And they'll load you up. They'll put a fucking gallon of Chinese food on that. Brought the whole thing on the plane, eating it. Couldn't wait. I mean, the only thing worse, obviously, is the stink of somebody's crazy, super fucking horrible farts, which you, there's not a, I mean, is there, has there been a flight that you've been on in the last year life where at some point it just smells like somebody like waved a, a, a fresh, wet turd in front of your mouth? <laughs> Only if I'm sitting by you. The fucking fart smell was so drastic. Well, everyone farts in there. Like no uh, one's not farting. There may be a few people that are like, "I'll wait." No, I. But fart. Most people I are fart. like, "Fuck it." I fart too, but you know me, my farts don't. Stink. Yeah, we're all we're lucky us, dude. One time, I'll tell a I'll tell a gross plane story. Whole band's on a plane, but we're all kind of spread out, and some we're we're taxiing. We can't deboard. We're we've already landed. And it was kind of a turbulent landing. So what happened was someone up front puked. But but here's the deal. Turbulent landing, we taxi, but we can't deboard. We're like in a queue. Ugh. AC goes out on the plane. Hot plane. Ugh. Someone up front puked. And what happened is the plane started to get hot. And as the smell, this is a true story. As the smell made its way towards the back of the plane. More people. Puked. You just hear people puking. Oh, God. You just hear different, maybe you hear like a lady, you hear a couple people gagging, but then you hear like, oh, that person's definitely puking. And it's just a wave of people puking until it got to the back where we were. And we knew it was coming, like a like the a fucking gray fog at dawn coming into our world. And there was nowhere we could go and nothing we could do. You could have killed yourself. And I tried. <laughs> I, I put my cyanide tablet actually in my, it was in the toe uh, above. It. I couldn't reach Dude, it yet. <laughs> What if people just started in the back of the plane, just started killing themselves? Killing themselves. <laughs> but they couldn't because they've taken all the killing stuff away from you at TSA. So you have right. nothing actually to kill yourself with. You're like, hey, I'm not a terrorist. I don't want to kill other people. I just want to kill my, be able to kill myself can on the I plane. Kill, Is that possible? Do you have anything I can kill myself with here at the back of the plane before that puke tidal wave gets back here? They're like, crap, Jesus. TSA took my box cutter. Shit. Well, that's a dark joke. But yeah, you know, airplanes are interesting because it's the smell thing is just part of it or hearing people's crying kids. It forces you to realize that like I live in a fucking society and this is what people are. This is what we are. And shoving everyone in a little tube at 500 miles an hour, 30,000 feet in the air, it, it puts a strange little underscore over the whole experiment, over the whole project. Dude, nothing reminds me of who we are more than this scenario, which I'm about to pop on you, which I don't even know if that's a phrase, but I'm about to pop this on you. All right, let's hear it. Dude, are you ready for this shit to get popped on you? I'm ready to be popped on. <laughs> Dude. Pop know, it on, baby. I, I know you've experienced this. And when I do, every time, every time, I'm fucking shocked, appalled, and scared. All three. Okay. And what it is happens on the road, but you walk into a bathroom stall and there is shit <laughs> on the wall, oh, on yeah. the floor. 
yeah. on the fucking seat. Like just somebody went, something went, some weird desperate act of craziness happened in this fucking stall. And there's just shit everywhere. And you're like, oh, we're animals. We're fucking animals, dude. We're not fucking, oh, where art thou, Romeo, with thy fucking arty shit? We're fucking murdering, eating other animals, shit wiping all over. Not our own, not our own bathroom, but somebody else's bathroom. And then walking away. Yeah. We've talked about this before, and the only way I can make sense of it is some people feel so backed into a corner or so desperate or so hopeless that it's their only power. Their only power is to be like, I'm going to shit everywhere except the toilet part of where the water is, and someone else will clean my shit. And that's that's their only power. Otherwise, it makes no sense. I like. I would love to talk to some. I would love to talk to an insane person. Perhaps the lady eating the et, the loose egg. Well, but, it's something a monkey would do. It's some like if you. But like, we're not monkeys. I we, know. We, but if we you can put, understand, if, you know. I know. But if you put like a, a a monkey in a in a in a stall and left him, all right, we're gonna lock you in here for two hours, and then you would open the door, and it would look just the same. Did somebody bring a monkey into the truck stop and put him in the stall for two hours? No. You can you can find this. I, this was really shocking. And to your exact point, dude, it's a video. It's like a surveillance video video of a Starbucks or some coffee shop. Doesn't matter. And you can't hear anything, but you can see. And it, it's like a nice looking, well put together blonde chick. And you can see that she's visibly well, upset and she's arguing. Hold on. Is this blonde lady a box phone? I mean, I wouldn't have thought so until, but when you hear what she did, okay, you will know dude. immediately that she uh, is willing to get in dude, the box I'm for a long time. I'm settling in right now for this story. This story? Chestnuts roasting dude, on an open fire. Where were you last night when I was having a hard time falling asleep? Because God damn it, this story sounds like it's going to be a good one. She's arguing visibly and like the, the, the only su- subject of the video is like, watch till the end. You know, it's one of those. Oh. And I actually hate those. I'm like, God damn it, just tell me what it is. She's arguing, arguing, and I guess what you come to find out is they won't let her use the restroom unless she buys something. It's like customers only. But she'd come in saying, "I really need to use your restroom," and the fucking poor barista's like, "I'm sorry, ma'am, but that it's not a it's not a public restroom." She gets so frustrated that she just pulls her pants down and shits on the floor, and I think she even picks it up and puts it on the counter and leaves as like protest. I guess. It's pretty wild. I would. I implore all of you to go find it. Just look for lady shits in a coffee shop. Picks it up. I think she picks it up and puts it on the counter and then leaves with her yeah. hand. With her hand or using. Yeah. Well, dude, if you're at the point where you're defecating in public, picking up your own shit with your hand is no no problem. It's no biggie. No no big whoop at that point. You got bigger problems than the little doo doo on your hand. <laughs> oh my god. People are wild, man. People well, are crazy. Here's what I know, dude. When you gotta poop, you gotta poop. Somebody says something that you don't agree with, you can keep you can hold that. It you don't want to. You wanna say you wanna say, hey, I don't agree. You wanna you want that, but you can keep it in. You can keep it inside. But sometimes when you gotta poop, you gotta poop. I found right, that the, right then and there at the Starbucks. I, I have found that you can always find a little extra wiggle room when you think you really are like at the wit's end. I found that if 
if none of the doorways are opening, there's no path available. There's psychologically a little bit of wiggle room before shitting on the floor in front of people. (laughs) (laughs) For sure there is. I can't tell you how many times I've had to poop so bad. I mean, so bad. And you didn't shit on the floor. And I didn't poop in my pants and I didn't poop on the floor. She and, didn't uh, shit. No, I can tell you, I can tell you this. You know, I love that we can just put our Sherlock Holmes hats on now because this is fun. So here's the deal. She didn't poop on the floor because she had no more wiggle room. She pooped on the floor because it was her only power in that moment. It was punishment. She was she was trying to prove a point. Yeah. And the point she was trying to she was trying to poop a point. She she was pooping a point and using poop as the proof of her argument. of the pudding. <laughs> yeah. Put the pudding. Dude, how about you can't even do the Bill Cosby jokes? As I soon did. As, you, as soon as you did the you put the pudding in the pudding, that's you're basically talking about it. I did that at an rapist. airport in Denver once and a and a lady accused me of being a racist. She like called me out and made a really big scene. It was really horrible. What, because you were doing a Bill Cosby impression? Yeah, I did the Bill Cosby thing. What about the fact that he's like a serial rapist? I probably even said that. It was horrible. It was a really horrible scenario. I was like, hey, you can't just call people racist. I was like, that's not cool. I was like trying to talk to her. Did she have a, was she carrying a rattle, this lady? Did she have one of those, uh, in the 1930s when they showed a baby, what, what did they have in there? Didn't they wear like a little baby hat? Did she have a baby hat on? What she didn't have a baby called? hat on. They look like a bonnet or something? Yeah. Did she have a little a baby bonnet on? Was she wearing a baby bonnet when she accused you of being a racist? I'm sure she was wearing a diaper. I mean, that's all you need to know. Diaper time. Dude, what if she would have just been wearing a diaper with her flappy old titties hanging out, <laughs> wearing a baby bonnet, and then just going because i'm sure that's what she sounded like when she was talking to you i would have liked her more if she was doing that i would have enjoyed the conversation more i just assume that's who like her avatar looked like a normal person but who she actually was was wearing a baby bonnet i was saying to her i was like hey you can't just call people racist you know i was like that's really offensive and uncool and she was like do not talk to me walk away from me now walk away from me now and i was like what I was like, you just yelled that I was a racist in front of all these people. And a dude, a white dude came to me and goes, you need to walk away, bro. You need to walk away. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It was just like one of those things you see on fucking YouTube. It was like, I was like, I ejected myself. I was like, I'm not getting involved in this shit. I hate confrontations so much. My go-to in all situations like that is immediately just whether what I, doesn't matter what I feel or what I think. My go-to is, you're right. I just go, I go, you're right. I'm wrong. You're right. Immediately. And then I'm like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> like the, that top hat and the cane. Yeah. Yeah. WB dancing off the fucking the dancing you're, frog. You're right. I'm wrong. Bye. Bye. GFYFYI. Try to fucking make, get as much distance between me and that fucking insane whoever because here's the deal man be a nice person what's wrong with being a nice person or be neutral i'll take nice or neutral the weird thing about encountering craziness or like true meanness at our age is like oh like when people were mean in school or when people were mean in my early 20s i just always thought you know they're gonna learn one day that you shouldn't be that way. You know, they they have lessons to learn. 
people in their 40s and 50s that are acting like insane, like shitting all over the walls and this chick throwing shit at a coffee shop or like people just being mean. Like, you know, I'm thinking about my friend Josh and I were talking about this the other day, like when we were like in our mid to late 20s, we were walking through a casino together and these guys just calling us faggots across the bow, like just looking for trouble. And it's like, if you're doing that at a certain age, you're what hope is there that you're going to become a better person? I used to think that people would change, but now, now I realize some people will always be evil or mean or stupid or petty. Right. I, I guess I just assumed all adult people eventually do grow up in their minds, even if it takes a minute. But they don't. No. Some of them don't. don't. They don't. Dude, all right. Let me let me tell you about this situation because I want to know what you would do or not do. So I'm at Home Depot. I, I hear crying. I hear a little girl crying. Crying. Mommy, 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 mama, mama. And then I hear sort of a me. Like the mom. Me, me. And then I kind of think. All right, I don't know what's going on. There's a little girl that's crying. I don't know why she's crying. Uh, and then they kind of come into view. It's a the only way I can describe this woman so that you would know exactly what she looks like is white trash. Yeah, got it. There was no part of her that was concerned about how she appeared at all to anybody. I don't know what that is. I don't understand it because I don't have it. I'm so vain. Like I when I go out, I try to like make myself presentable just always have this woman couldn't care less now she's got a, a a girl who i assume these are her children trailing her and the the one girl who was crying is maybe eight nine ten i don't know how old kids are but that's about the age and then another kid that looked like four or five both trailing the the eight year olds crying you said you'd do it but you wouldn't do it. you said you would but you know what you said you would and then this lady just starts screaming at the top of her lungs at this at this girl. I don't know exactly what she said, but it was like, "How fucking you fucking shut the fuck up, you fucking blah blah blah!" Like screaming as loud as she could. Of course, it doesn't stop this girl from crying. She's crying, and then and they're going that way, and I was going this way, and I was just like. It just knocked all the wind out of me. And I just felt so horrible for that girl. Yeah. Because I, what I, what I can't do, I, me going up to this woman and saying anything. Yeah, you can't help her. Is not going to, nothing I say is going to make a difference at all. I mean, I could maybe go to the girl and go, hey, this isn't your fault. This is, this is everything to do with your mom. It's nothing to do with you. You're fine. You're okay. But again, I'm like, dude, I didn't do any of that. I just felt horrible. Yeah. And put it out of my mind until you used to start talking now and it's still there. So it's always going to be there. I'll always think about that poor girl in that horrible situation. So what, what you put my put yourself in my shoe. What do you do? Do you do anything? Well, I've been in that situation lots of times where you you see a kid that needs help, and you know because the kid is being abused by their parents, and right. not physically, not physically, mentally, yeah, and emotionally. If I, if I saw a kid being physically abused, I would I would Absol- intervene absolutely. But yeah, but I've seen kids being emotionally and psychologically abused by their parents, and it's right. like. You know, I go, I, I, a lot of different thoughts occur to me, like, but definitely the futility of, I can't help them really. Like I could maybe stop this moment, but guess what? 
you tell mom, hey, cool it. Guess what? Guess, you think that mom's going to be like, you're right, good sir. I believe I've lost my tempo with my progeny. Little one, I'm, uh, you know what I mean? Like, here's what it's going to do. It's either going to embarrass the mom so she will stop in that moment, but guess who's going to get the punishment for your comment? The kid. And, uh, and it's and it's likely, unlikely to de-escalate any of that. So it's going to make things worse for the kid. And so I, I have these two things that happen to me in that scenario. I really want to protect that kid because I believe that all children are innocent. But I don't like most people, and I believe most people are not innocent. So I have this weird thing where I'm like, I want to protect this kid because I do. I think kids are, I think kids are blank slates almost in that sense in terms of morality. But then I think, well, I can't help the kid, and if the kid doesn't get help, the help the kid needs from someone who can help them, this kid's going to become the mom that I hate. Like there's just always that weird balance of like. I love the children and want to protect them, but they become these people that perpetuate these cycles. And I, you know, maybe I should have gone into a line of work where I can like a social work where I could really try to make a big difference in that cycle. But you know, I don't know what to do. Or like in your situation, they don't, or they don't, or like in my situation, they don't, uh, or maybe they do for a minute, but not, not for their whole. I just life. think that's the, I think that's the exception to the rule. I think most kids, most kids are are they become their model of what is acceptable in life and and you know like you mentioned it in the last episode I didn't just have my shitty dad like I had a great mother and I had a lot of like great a lot of my friends my whole life have been older than me wiser than me so I always had someone to look up to people who could make a difference were there and I just hope these kids have that the guy at Home Depot can't be that unless you're willing to do some like long term really throw in with that life but. But I feel you, I, 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 the, the most direct way to counteract that would be to take that little girl aside and say, you know, you, it's not, it's not your fault, which, which you, you can't, can't do. do because you're, no. you're not, you're, you're not their parent and you can't do yeah. it. And if somebody did that to me, I'd be like, Hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah. This is my, yeah. this is my child. I'll do as I wish. But I guess it's just being, it's just being reminded of how powerless I am in this world against real evil when yeah. I see it or when I hear about it and just knowing I, the only thing I can do is, is, is be, is not be evil. And, but knowing that you can't stop it, it's, it's, it's an awful feeling, but then I don't know. I, I do, you know, I do have this comforting idea about the idea that we choose the life that we want and I know I've talked about this on, on the podcast that the idea is like, well, I, I want to have the experience of being born into a family where my mom is this horrible, fucking evil piece of shit. And I want to see what that is to have that experience. And uh, so part of me is like, well, maybe that, you know, maybe that's what this person, maybe they wanted that. Uh, you know, it helps me deal with things like 9-11 or, you know, people being abused or hurt or, you know, or, or being born deformed or whatever, you know, like that's, I, you know, I don't know. You have a spiritual belief that helps you deal with the, what makes no sense in the world. That's what all spiritual beliefs really ultimately are. Yeah. And, and, and it's, and I yeah. find it comforting and it could yeah. be true. Now, do I know it to be true? No. Am I Joel Olstein? Am I telling people that I know what the truth is? 
Right. That's a different and, and grifting money for it. That's different. Grifting money and also telling people like here, take this piece of chewing gum that I chewed and wear it around your neck and that will protect you from COVID. I think I think the I think there's nothing wrong with with developing spiritual beliefs that help you cope with how hard the the world is because it's almost unthinkably horrible. I mean, a kid being yelled at in Home Depot, honestly, not to get too morbid, is the tip of the iceberg of the amount of human suffering that occurs every second on this planet, that un, unnameable things that we don't even know. So problem is you can't dwell on that because you'll go insane. The pro, But the, here's the deal with, and we'll end with this. If your spiritual beliefs that help you deal with that, if they are ultimately ways that keep you uninterested in actually like changing the world by action, then they're harming, they're harmful. If you, instead of putting your, putting your hands together and going out and doing something with your hands, if you're not doing that because you're praying to God and God's going to fix it, I don't think that belief is helpful for the world because you, what you believe about how to deal with suffering has to rub up against what are you going to do to help be part of the solution than the problem. Well, so if I already, you just turn already, a blind, I already you know, said what I was going to do, which is not be evil, not be part yeah, of the problem. Yeah, yeah, but you know, that's some people—that's the only thing I have any control over—is my actions. I don't have any control over anybody else's actions in the world. But like the people who actually pony up and like, I'm just let's take like p- p- poverty and children, or like you know, food insecurity. If you don't have the money to help, there are all sorts of ways you can help with that. But if your spiritual beliefs are like, well, I'll, I pray to God every night for it, and that's going to help. I mean, pray to God, but also go out and, you know, volunteer at a food bank or do something. I, I just think some people have I their, belie- I mean, their believies. I don't know. I don't, I'm going to have to disagree with you because I think the Catholic Church does a lot of work with homeless people and, and poverty and, and feeding people. But I also think they're a criminal organization that should be shut down and all of their stuff should be sold and and that it should be shut down. So I I disagree. What I don't I don't think you understand what I'm saying. There's nothing to disagree. That doesn't have anything to do with what I'm saying. I'm not saying that religious people or spiritual people don't do practical things to help. And doing practical things to help doesn't make their spiritual beliefs valid. I'm saying if your spiritual beliefs are what whatever helps you sleep at night, if that is also an excuse not to do something, then you need to rethink those. Because believing that people choose their own reality or believing that a prayer is going to solve actual practical problems, that's not helping anybody. That's my only point. It is helping somebody. It's helping me deal with with the world that I live in. And it allows me to have some peace and serenity in my life, which, again, my emotional well-being, how I do things, it's on me. Nobody else. Uh, I used to blame my behavior on my parents. I used to blame my behavior on society, on God, on everything. And then eventually I was like, no, nobody makes me do anything. I do everything willingly with my own brain. And so I have to figure out how can I not be evil? How can I not be bad? I need to develop some kind of spiritual belief system that will give me the strength to get through the day and be honest and accept people and love people. And so, yeah, so having that idea that maybe people choose the life that they want to live gives me the peace of mind that I need to go through the day and not fucking do the, 
beat like tear myself apart trying to yeah, figure out solutions Here, here's the to, difference. The, to the world here's what i'm saying if you saw that woman hitting her kid you would have intervened right for sure you wouldn't have said to yourself perhaps the kid's choosing the life where she's being beaten by her mom in home depot what so at that point your spiritual belief stops being the primary mechanism of your actions and you are going to intervene because whether or not she chose that life, you're going to try to stop that. Well, here's the thing too. It, it, it's really a matter of, of a few things. Now, if if she started spanking the kid, I probably wouldn't do anything. If she took a shovel and started chasing the kid with the shovel like she was going to hit the kid with the shovel, I would step in front of her and would take the shovel out of her hand. So yeah, so I mean, there's certain things I would do and then there certain things I just wouldn't do because I'm too scared. There's lots of things I wouldn't do because I'm scared. Like if somebody was beating somebody up and it was like some biker guy beating somebody up, I might call the police. I'm not I'm not stepping up to some biker to get my ass beat to save somebody. Even if it was an old lady, if it's like a biker beating up an old lady, I'm like, I'm calling the police or I'm getting out of there. You would, depending on who it was. If it was Luke, you would. Well, if it was my children, of course. I'm right. going to protect my children in all scenarios. There's no scenario where I, where I don't protect my children. Yeah, and there's no real rule about how we're going to behave that applies to every situation. Everything is so situational and so different and murky, and it's hard to make the best decision in real time when it's all going down. And Well, I tell my wife, I'm like, if we're if we... I mean, I told her years ago when we first started, I'm like, look, if we're out and we're doing, like, if we go out and we're doing something, somebody starts fucking with us, I'm running. So <laughs> you can run or you can do whatever you got to do, but I'm running. So know that I'm not going to be involved in any fisticuffs. <laughs> now, did a dude try to try to give my wife his fucking business card backstage while I'm standing there? And did I grab the business card and throw it away in front of his fucking face and look him deep in his fucking little eyes? Oh, yeah. Do I normally do that? No. Dude, I normally wouldn't do it, but he he fucking pulled out. He's like, here. Let's do it in the Secret Weekly because right, we'll we need to get out of here anyway. Because I'm going to get into some real shit. If you want to come here to Secret Weekly, you can join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash IOK. You can donate five bucks, 10 bucks a month. It's basically buying me and Bob a couple cups of coffee. And uh, you get to support the show you love and get a bunch of extra goodies. Write in bobandclint at gmail.com. We have two other podcasts. You know what they are. Go do your homework. It's your thanks daddies right now saying sayonara. 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 <laughs>